I was thinking about this earlier in the week when you uh, are asked to begin to speak in a room where no one is present and we're in an empty room today, just like many of you are in an empty room. You begin to think about that. Well, how is it going to go? Because I'm looking at you through a lens and I'm praying. I'm praying that right where you are and how you're feeling and all the emotions and all the things that come with the fact that none of us ever thought we would do church like this. But then I'm reminded that I'm thankful that we can. I'm thankful that I can stand up here and speak words that I hope will bring comfort and hope to you. The words that I speak, I hope that you will see that it's not about me. But I want you to know you're not alone. It's a time of the unknown. It's a time where I wish we had answers, but we don't. And I was telling him this morning that the thing that keeps running in my mind over and over and over is, I don't know about tomorrow but I know who holds tomorrow. We've been in a time at church of talking about soul reset. What better time than this to talk about what does soul reset mean? I don't know about you, I've had a whole lot of time to think about what that means. What does that mean for my home? What does that mean for my life? What does that mean for my ministry? So at my house, uh, I've got some pictures I want to show you. Um, I've got some pictures of what it has looked like at my house. Um, It's pretty interesting to see. We've got closets (laughs) that are being cleaned out. We've got... um, The little last minute work on the floors being finished. Yeah, there's my closet. Can you see that? Yep, more work right there. Look at the caulking, still getting that done. What else we have, Jackie? We've got, oh, I did decorate for Easter. I was not letting anything take away my decorating for Easter. What else do we have? Oh, and I'm taking all of my vitamins to stay healthy. Vitamin C, vitamin D. And how many can relate to this picture? Are you working out at home? Are you taking care of your body? Are you working out at home? So my home even looks different. Not just in this room and in this space, but even my home looks different. My kid is doing school in his room. Jeff and I both set up our computers and we work from home. And maybe for some, you're used to that. We're not used to that. So here's my question. Are you stressed out yet? (laughs) Tell me. I want to know. Are you stressed out? Send it to me. Let me know. Are you stressed out? Bills, are you worried? The Dow, are you watching? This week, I had a wreck. My car's in the shop. I felt like this week, every time I checked something, something else would go wrong. My husband's company is completely shut down because they're an event company. 
Are you stressed? This has led me to thinking about four different questions that I want to ask you today. How is it with your soul? How are you taking care of yourself? What's your why behind all your efforts? And are you staying connected to Jesus? Start by answering the first one for me. How is it with your soul? Really, how is it with your soul? Be honest with me today. Let me know how it is. I want you to know that right now, regardless of what is going on with your soul, there is a pastor online right now that's there to help you. And one of the best that we have in recovery is right now online. And any questions, any needs, any prayers that you have. But be honest with this. How is it with your soul? Today we're going to talk about two sisters who had two different approaches of what it was with their soul. They get told, hey, Jesus is coming over. Martha invites Jesus. Now, not many things would stress me out like knowing that Jesus was coming to my house. How would my soul be if I knew Jesus was coming to my house? Randall, I'm not sure what I would do about that. I would be stressed out. Does everything look right? Is everything put together? Is the food right? Did I make the right thing? What do I actually make? What do I do? Jesus is coming. (laughs) So I'm going to read a little bit before I get to the scripture that I'm really going to talk about today. So I'm going to start in Luke, if you want to pull out your Bible, your phone, and I'm going to go to Luke chapter 10. Starts like this. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling... Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care? (laughs) Don't you care? How many of us have said that this week? Lord, don't you care? That my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself. Tell her to help me. How many of us have looked at the screen this week and watched way too much TV and went, Lord, tell them that what they're saying is crazy. Or tell them to get this fixed. Or tell people not to worry so the Dow won't keep dropping. But here's what the Lord says to her. And I like it because he doesn't just say Martha. He says, Martha, Martha, because he wanted her attention. He wasn't playing. He wanted her attention. He says, you are worried and distracted by many things. How many feel that right now? You're worried and you're distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. Hmm. (laughs) Back to being stressful. 
Martha is feeding Jesus, y'all. That's stressful. So in this moment, when you're thinking about Mary and you're thinking about uh, uh, Martha, what are really the right things to be doing? What are really the right things? Because I'm thinking, okay, I get Mary's point. I get Martha's point. But what are really the right things to be doing? Which one was right? Which one was wrong? We have to prepare, right? We have to make sure the food was made. That's why we had him over. And Mary all of a sudden goes, I don't care if I eat. I'm going to sit at his feet. Sometimes all that's left for us to do is be Mary and and stop and kneel at the feet of Jesus. We all know what we need to be doing. We all know we've been in this place of what are they telling us constantly? Wash your hands, eat healthy, social distancing. I will be so glad when I never hear those two words again. And then sometimes there comes this place where all that's left to do is stop and kneel at his feet. So my second question for you would be, how are you taking care of yourself? How are you dealing with that stress? Stress is what you hear more and more and more every day. I'm so stressed about this I'm so stressed about this. How are you dealing with that? How are you dealing with the unknown? I want you to tell me. How are you dealing with your stress? How are you taking care of yourself? (laughs) Is it possible to care to the point that we become more harmful than helpful? Have we gotten to the part in our lives yet, I don't know about you, but I found myself almost to the place in my home where I had gotten so busy worrying and anxiety that I didn't stop and realize that God was in the midst of it right there with me. Because then I go into this place of what about my kid? What about my husband? What about my ministry? What about my coworkers? What about my family? And then when I get those figured out, I find another set of worries. Please don't tell me I'm the only one worrying. Mary and Martha, this story invites us to consider a balanced life, a life that serves willingly and also one that attends to the ways to be in the presence of God. This is what Pastor Junia shares with us in the book. But here's one of the things that I find is that the problem with Martha is not her serving, but rather that she is worried and she's distracted. The word translated from distracted in the verses, in verse 40, comes out like this. It's perispato. So this week, I want you to memorize this word. Say it with me. Per-e-spa-to. It means being pulled or dragged or distracted. So this week I'm going to be like, okay, things are getting out. I'm going to just go perispato. I'm too distracted from keeping the main thing the main thing. 
Jesus' words to Martha then may be seen as an invitation rather than rebuke. Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. The one thing needed is for Martha to receive the gracious presence of Jesus. To listen to his words. To know that she is valued not for what she does or how well she does it, but for who she is as a child of God. My third question to us today is, what's your why behind all your efforts? Tell me, all the worrying, all the work, whatever you're doing, what is the why behind all your efforts? If if it's like mine, I would say it's my family. I want my friends and my loved ones and my family to be okay. And for many of us, it's not just about getting sick. It's about what is the residual of all that is happening. When restaurants keep getting closed. When loved ones that we love very much are on the front line in the hospitals and in the clinics and they're testing and we know that they're around germs that they don't know that much about. That's where my worry, my worry comes into play fast. So what is your why behind all your efforts? Many people in our congregation likely identify with Martha feeling pulled in different directions. I do. Feeling worried and distracted by many things. These seem to be common threads of life in our fast-paced world. And I find it interesting that we are usually fast-paced, but right now, it almost, almost feels like we pushed the pause button. And we went, hold on, and no one knows when we're going to push play again. And I was ready five days ago to push play again, and we're still on pause. And yet, as Jesus says in Luke 12, 25, he says, Can any of you, by worrying, (laughs) uh uh-oh, add a single hour to your span of life? Does worrying do anything for you except take energy? We know that worrying does not do any good. And that much of what we worry about is not so important in the larger scheme of things. And yet we cannot seem to quit being anxious with our thoughts and our ways. And I guess my last question today would be, are you staying focused on Jesus? Are you staying focused on Jesus? Let me know. Be honest with me. Are you staying focused on Jesus? Or does your brain feel like it's 80 apps open at one time and you don't know which one to go to? Because you're thinking about this and you're thinking about that and you're thinking about this. But I want to think about Jesus. That is what my intention is. But right now, the most important thing that you can do is focus on Jesus. 
Our relationship with Jesus is our focus. Growing in our understanding of who and whose we are in Christ Jesus is our focus. Especially when there is so much negativity and stress, once again, and we are overwhelmed by all that is going on in the world. We need to hear the good news over and over and over and over. Prayer, worship, and practicing the presence of God. These are the things that will keep us close to God when we begin to feel overwhelmed. Remember, we talked about that last week. We remember that the first thing is remember the goodness of God, that God will never leave you. He will never forsake you, and he is always there. Then we said we're going to praise him anyhow. Pastor Junius says, yet praise. We're going to keep on praising him. Then we're going to pray. Here's what I want you to understand. Your worship matters even in your bedroom. Your worship matters even in your car. Your worship matters. For the Bible says that he inhabits the praise of his people. And when you get into a place that you don't know what to do and it feels overwhelming, or some of you have even sent in and you have said to us, Didi, it's not just overwhelming. I have no idea what to do next in my life. Worship. Praise him. Pray to him and remember the goodness of who he is. And when you stop, you begin to understand that how is it with your soul? Your soul is alive. It is full and it's overwhelmed with joy. Not because of what the world has shown you. Not because of what you have seen on the news. Not because you feel okay, but because you know who the God is that you serve. And you serve a God that is able and willing and most of all faithful. He said he would never leave you or forsake you, and he's not about to do that now. Worship. Praise him. Remember the goodness of who he is. Remember the goodness of who he is. As I close, I want to tell you, I was driving in the past two weeks and it reminded me of my career almost 19 years ago. When I was getting ready to tape a show that got canceled because September 11th, 2001 took place. And I remember driving to the television studio for the first time and pulling up to no cars. A guard let me in the side door and I walk in and there's very few of us in the studio. And they said, okay, get up and sing and bring hope and joy to everyone out there. Millions and millions of people. And it was hard to draw hope for myself because we didn't know what was happening. We just knew that two buildings had gone down. We just knew that our lives in the U.S. of A. would never be the same again. I know for some of you it feels desperate. 
I know for some of you, the unknown is scary. And I know that for some of you, you sit there and you go, but I'm seeing it. But here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to believe it. To believe and know that God hears your prayer. That God is faithful. As we went through that time for the next 15 days, we would record show after show after show, Rafe. It was crazy. I had never recorded so many shows in all my life. But here's the crazy part. They would re-show those shows later on, and all of a sudden, ratings went up. They'd never seen ratings like that before because all of a sudden, people were beginning to join together. All denominations. Methodist, Baptist, Assembly of God, Kojic, Pentecostal. It did not matter. They all came together and they began to praise and pray and worship together. Nothing changes. We can all still worship together. 